readers, we're proud to introduce a new segment of our show, Indie of the Month. This is where we'll highlight an independent bookstore we love and one we'd like you all to support. Our Indie of the Month for February is Chicago's own semicolon bookstore and gallery in the Wicker Park neighborhood. Why do we love it? I mean, I could talk about this store forever. Why do you love semicolon, Alexis? The walls, (laughs) how artfully the walls are decorated. That is a standout to me. Yeah. And the new space, they moved from like River West to Wicker Park. The new store is just so spacious. It's a great place to just chill with a book. Semicolon is black woman owned and operated. Owner Danielle Mullen's mission is to remain committed to nurturing the connection between literature, art and the pursuit of knowledge, while also using the power of words to better our community. During the month of February, you guys, Chicago based readers can visit Semicolon in Time Out Market Food Hall. That's like our favorite food hall, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sitting there last time I was like, I need to move downtown because this is just too cool. Well, semicolon will be in timeout during the month of February. That's in the city's West Loop neighborhood, Thursdays through Sundays, all month long. You can visit them from 2 p.m. to 9 p.m., visit their pop-up bookstore and enjoy story time on Saturdays. Whether or not, though, you find time for their pop-up this month, visit their brick and mortar in Wicker Park at 1714 West Division. That's by like Cafe Streets. It's a lot of stuff over there. But if you know um, the neighborhood, you know where that is. And then you can also find them online at semicolonchai.com. And that's spelled S-E-M-I-C-O-L-O-N-C-H-I. Semicolon Chicago, you get it? Okay. All right. And let's continue with our show. Hey, y'all. Hey, this is Kari. And this is Alexis. And you're listening to Lit Society, a show about books and drama. Hey, Alexis. <laughs> hey, welcome back. Season three is in the hole. Yeah, two years under our belt. Y'all, we took two months off. It was not our plan. We want you to know this. We got hey. the cooties, like a lot of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so, the cooties, the cooties. Uh, <laughs> we both okay. lost our voice. Alexis got bronchitis, but she is here. Mm-hmm. You know, her biggest fear in life is cooties, but she mm. made it. So how you doing, Hi, girl? <laughs> I don't know why you said that. I got a cough. Your I got a lingering cough. <laughs> um, I'm going to be hanging on to this for a while. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. I guess it's part of the process. But I, I guess I'm all right overall. I enjoy taking that break. Yeah. I feel like I've been off forever. I know. I don't even really know how to uh, pod in the cast no more um, because I feel thing? so refreshed. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I have to say December had our highest numbers ever because people are still discovering us. And to you guys, I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because I don't know if we would have came back if that wasn't the case. <laughs> I'm tired. I quit. I'm so tired of reading books. Now, not so much because we've had a little break. So let's get into it. We're going to start each month with a video episode. So if you're in the faces, you can see ours on YouTube uh, with this episode. (laughs) And it will be a wild card episode. That's right. We're cutting out a book each month this year and having a discussion about books. Uh, the first Thursday of the month. So this is our very first wildcard episode. Welcome. Have a seat. Uh, or there's snacks in the back. Do what you want. And we're going to start with Society Says. Now, this is the portion of the show where we share your comments, listeners, with the rest of our lit society. Alexis, is there a comment you had in mind that you thought was particularly lit? Um, yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> okay. I saw a comment from Trey Saw. Trey Songs. Uh-uh. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. Who? Trey Saw. Hmm. That's okay. kind of close. I get so excited when a book I have just read is covered by Alexis and Kari on Lit Society. <laughs> because my reading experience is always so enhanced by their conversation. Although I am a generation older, I also enjoy their perspective 
highly recommend it. Why we thank you, Trey Saw. Oh, Trey Saw. Why didn't you say that? I'm sorry, Trey Saw. She don't be enunciating. Oh, hey, Trey Saw. Wow. Thank you. you. You let me know <laughs> if I said it wrong, okay? <laughs> you let me know. Because this person is hard to hear it. I.E. Kari. Okay. Okay. All right. Tim. Thank you, Chesa. We love you. <laughs> Kari, <laughs> did you have a comment that was uh, litty and you want to share it? I did. This is from Apple Podcasts. Arika82 says, this podcast has me dying laughing all the time. Thank you, Arika. Um, Thank you. I love listening to this about books I've read, movies I've seen, to get ideas about what books I should be reading. Plus, okay. a lot of these episodes, I can listen to in the car with my nine-year-old. That's always a bonus. That's why we're trying to keep it clean for all the uh, moms and dads out there, you know? Mm -hmm. Not really. We just, you know... We just regular. <laughs> <laughs> she like I changed my mind. But that's I a didn't nice really side mean. effect. <laughs> exactly. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, thank you, Trey Saw and Arika eighty two. And remember, listeners, to have your comments shared on the show. Leave us a message on Apple Podcasts. Um, you know, uh, social media, <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> I haven't been on Facebook in years, but do something over there. We might see it. And thank you again. We will see it. We will see it. It may take some time, but we going to get there. Exactly. And um, speaking of Apple Podcasts and things, you listeners have uh, given us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We deeply appreciate it. Sponsors see that. Uh, future listeners see that. And now you can rate us on Spotify. Did you see that? Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool yeah you just gotta listen to like 30 seconds of the show and then you can leave a quick you can't leave a comment yet but you can leave us a five star review so please go over there if you listen on Spotify and you know tell the world that you love our show we really appreciate it so now let's move on this break we have is always nice because we can read without the pressure of having to take notes on the book we're reading um, if mm -hmm. a book is trash we can like Say, see you later, never see you again. <laughs> and then mm -hmm. it's no problem. Whereas during the year, if you read a book and um, maybe you didn't love it, but it's worth talking about, you might not have time to read another book to replace it on the show. So I was wondering, right. were there any books you were casually reading over the break? Well, there were books that I casually read. I, I started quite a few. I just didn't finish any of oh, them. Oh, that's interesting. Why is that? <laughs> Is it the book's fault or what do you think? Because I'm lazy. <laughs> You're not lazy. You're busy. Can I can I use that as an excuse? You're busy. I am. I'm lazy. <laughs> I read I started a, a book, a, a workbook, like a workbook, work related book. Oh um, a book for work from work, yeah. Yeah. And then I, I did some coloring. <laughs> some Right. Coloring, because I enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. Coloring was really popular that. maybe four years ago, four or five years ago. It's still very useful to just uh, relax. I, I love color. We should make a coloring book, by the way. We've been talking about that. Have you read any? Or did you not finish a single book this break and no judgment? I, that's what I had said. You didn't believe me when I, <laughs> no, I, thought, I thought you were speaking hyperbolically. Well, I don't speak like that. I don't even know what that means, sis. <laughs> that's, I mean, I'm sure people can relate with you. And uh, I've picked up three. I've read some really bad books this break. I've read a lot Dang. of books. And a lot of them I forgot I was reading. I'll say three are coming to mind. Ooh. I'll just tell you one is Station Eleven. Um, I kept forgetting I was reading that book. And that's never a feeling you want to have in the middle of the book. Nope. <clears throat> so I just finished it to finish it just because um, I'm always like, maybe it's going to get good in the second half. And then the second half come, you're like, well, this third quarter might be popping. And then it don't. <laughs> and then you're like, well, the final quarter of the book. And then you're like, oh. I should have known in the first 10 pages. So for me, that's how Station Eleven was. There are other books, um, but a couple I did put on our list. Another one I will say also was um, A Gentleman's Murder by Christopher oh. Wang. I uh, read this break and that also didn't keep my attention. It's like a modern day um, Sherlock. What I love about it is that our protagonist is a Asian English. So his mom is Chinese, which isn't um, a detective, a mystery protagonist that you see often. 
And because the writer is also Asian, he was able to make that character seem, to me at least, more genuine. It wasn't like, hey, I'm from Asian and you never hear about anything of his culture again or, you know, mm-hmm. his life experience. So oh, and that, that happens in books, too. I know. Yeah. yeah. I, we are reading a couple books this first quarter where, to me, they, they did throw a person of color in the book with no context that made that character make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, C for effort because, you know, if you can write a murder, have you murdered someone? But you can get into the mind of a murderer. Maybe interview people, try to get uh, into the mind of a character. That comes from a place you don't come from, but whatever, off the soapbox. Um, I read The Apollo Murders by Chris Hadfield. The other black That's girl. By, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. The other black girl by Zakia Adelila Harris, which was your pick. That's a book we're covering on the show next week. Um, oh, I should read that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. When you get to, I get it. A gentleman's <laughs> murder. Like I said, um, a surprising, a book that surprised me at least was then she was gone by Lisa Jewell. Um, and that we will read on the show. I think next month we're featuring that book. I read it over break and it is, trash it's trash in the way where i mean ma'am ma'am but can i define (laughs) what i mean by trash because trash is delicious uh michael crichton that's trash that's faux science that book is not gonna enrich your life it is just enjoyable (laughs) you know that's what i mean when i say a book is like trash I say it with a smile it's not you know uh Tolstoy (laughs) it's not gonna bring out um issues or make you think about life and its meaning and all these different no it's just to watch or see I feel like it was a television show well I'm (laughs) stepping on the verdict but I enjoyed reading that book it didn't enrich me in any way and trigger warning there is um some uh like intrigue uh, that involves uh, capturing someone. And so anyway, that's Then She Was Gone by Lisa Jewell. Then well, I also, uh, go ahead. I need to catch up to what the kids are saying these days. <laughs> Trash. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. I'm going to put that in my vocabulary. <laughs> All right, girl. Along with that other word that. you said. Um, mm-hmm. And then I read We by Yevgeny Zemyatin. Remember We? We we read up on that book. We read up on we. No, um, this is the book we um talked about <laughs> during our 1984 episode because George oh. Orwell was inspired heavily by it. Um, Brave New World. Some people think those books basically copied it. Um, so there was a new bound yes. edition that I'll show on our Instagram. But it's so beautiful. It's so short, and it's so um interesting. It is a um, how do you say dystopian novel? Um, but it it was kind of like the blueprint for all these dystopian novels that we've come to love. And again, that's We by Yevgeny Zemyatin. Um, And then I picked up some poetry. I picked up a Alfred Tennyson. Um, Okay. So an English poet from way, way, way long time ago. Um, And I'm really loving that. That's what I read now when I don't have time to get into a story. I just want to read little bits and think about it. So I'm really into poetry. And you've made me um, to look more into poetry. In fact, we're going to have a poetry wildcard episode one month. Um, yeah, so that'll, that'll be, be exciting. Cool. That'll be exciting. I do have a book that I'm, a couple books that I'm looking forward to, though. Yeah, tell Can me I share which ones. Those? Yes, please. Um, the Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. I, I think people are pretty familiar with it, but it's a true story of a woman whose cells were stolen by doctors in 1951. Uh, her it's a cells, true s- her cells yeah. were stolen, y'all. Mm-hmm. Her cells, her actual body, her body, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Lacks developed cervical cancer and her cells, I'm referred to as ELA, were used to conduct research, um, genetics research, as well as develop new medical treatments. And so her cells were pretty special because human cells didn't usually survive long in the lab, but um, hers did. So that's why they were able to use them and they used them for years and so we'll get into the ethics of that. And then there's um, some science in the book as well that I'm, I'm told. And then another book that um, I thought that I'm looking forward to is The Personal Librarian. 
It's a historical fiction book about a woman named Belle DaCosta, who was hired to organize, catalog, and shelf the collection of the J.P. Morgan, and she later became his personal librarian and buyer. And I'm looking forward to reading some other historical fiction and um, crime, uh, excuse me, John Grisham books and some books that oh, really wow. make us laugh. I haven't read one. I maybe Neither saw a movie. Have I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the, I'm looking forward to that too. So those will be on your list. So I don't have yep. to add them. Okay, cool. Um, so this is funny. When we first started our show, I wasn't really into fiction. I didn't see it as useful. You said that. Oh, um, wow. And now you're like, I have a few nonfiction books that I am very excited to read this year. And I love that because my books are all fiction. I'm really into trash lately because the world is heavy. So um, (laughs) one book I'm really excited to read, which we're actually featuring this month, is His Only Wife by Pete um, Adjo Medie. Have you Mm -hmm. read that book? I have not read that book. Okay, I won't talk about it too much. We are reading it. Um, And it was on Reese Witherspoon's book club list. And I try to stay away from that now just because we featured so many books from the Sunshine Book Club, I think it's called. Um, Mm. Not knowing that they were on there. I don't want to be like biased toward any celebrity book club. Although obviously our tastes kind of uh, run the same, uh, Reese Witherspoon and I. But um, Anyway, yeah, so His Only Wife by Peace Ajo Medie. We're reading that this month. Um, but there's a lot of layers in that in that book. That's, yeah. So I'm excited to talk about that with you. Well, let's um, get into the theme, I guess, of this episode. Um, being on break, we had a time, we had time to stop uh, performing ourselves and just be ourselves. Do you know what I mean by that? <laughs> mm. The show Yeah, maybe. Is, there's a lot of performance in this podcast. Um, not that we're not being genuine in who we are, but we are who we are for public consumption. And that can be kind of exhausting, um, especially when you think of the time that goes into producing a podcast. And, you know, it's just the two of us. It's not like we're uh, Ira Glass, you know, or, uh, mm, right. you know, so I can't imagine what big shows like that. But anyway, taking time away from producing a show and performing ourselves it was nice to just be ourselves and um, get back in touch with our motivations uh, what matters to us and the goals that we have and one helpful tool in doing that is journaling do you keep a Mm. journal no I do not keep a journal (laughs) I thought you were gonna keep one this month how did that go Listen, listen, you know, we talked about journaling before when we did The Silent Patient Mm -hmm. and it was a struggle for me then and it continues to be a struggle. I did start out to follow the assignment. I did. I mean, I tried. I put in some effort. Okay, Um, (gasps) it just doesn't last long. It doesn't stick with me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to say that it doesn't stick with me. Um, I um, but what I do know from what I did do is that I need some writing prompts. If I oh. have a writing prompt, I'm more inclined to write because I I I'm, I bore myself just writing about what I did that day. <laughs> sure, yeah, I so, lived it. I don't want to write about it. Yeah, and then um, I had to do some food journaling, so mm-hmm. I been taking note writing those things down and I find that that has helped me with um um learning how my eating patterns so that's been helpful but Mm -hmm. um to say every day journaling no haven't I I I don't have the stick-to-itiveness with it but I I know some things that may help me and I'll be journaling my um eating so I I will have to do it at some point (laughs) Yeah, so um, I, too, was dedicated to journaling this month so that we could talk about it from a place of experience, how it's benefited us. And when we say journaling, um, a lot of times that includes not just writing down your day or thoughts, but your feelings and motivations for that day. So some people journal in the beginning of the day so as to be more intentional in their actions and make sure they're reaching those um, milestones uh, that they put in their journal or those goals that they have for themselves. 
themselves. Um, mm-hmm. And I love that. I love being aware of how you're feeling, writing it down, having a document of it. And then with that knowledge, leading the leading your life with more living your life with more intention. That sounds beautiful. But I, too, it does. Um, <laughs> I wasn't uh, regular in my journaling. I use an app called Reflectly. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an app, I think. I don't know if it's on Android, but um, it's on iOS. It's probably on Android, too. But again, Reflectly, and that gives you writing prompts. Um, and I started as I was traveling more last year, which is funny to say, because I don't know if it, I'll go anywhere this year. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah, traveling more. Oh, that's right. The world was getting back to normal. We and then thought. we got hit. With but Omarion. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> but we digress. Um, so <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um, I wanted to keep a travel journal because you said your friend does that. And I thought that was so cool to have like a journal that you wrote while you were in it, while you were in that country, that new experience. And then you can kind of relive it. And I mm-hmm. really wanted to do that. But I really didn't know how I don't I don't think um, and I didn't have the resolve to stick with it. So Mm. um, I want to talk to someone who is an expert in journaling, who's been journaling for years. Uh, They have an international club for journaling called Joe Club. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is entrepreneur, linguist and host of Netflix series World's Most Amazing Vacation Rentals, Joe Franco. Yeah, she's really cool. I've been following her for years, um, just traveling and learning new languages. And her journaling like mission Um, really intrigues me because it's something that she hasn't just stuck to doing um, and it's benefited her, but she's formed a community of other people who feel the same. So uh, let's talk to her a bit about journaling. That sounds good. Let's do it. Joe, hello. Hi, beautiful woman. You're glowing. Oh, well, thank you, gorgeous. That's because I get to see you today. First of all, nice to meet you. (laughs) Nice to meet you too. How's it going? It's going great, especially with you here. Thank you for taking time to be on our show. For nearly a decade, I've watched you, as have a lot of our listeners, um, as an entrepreneur, living life as a nomad on YouTube, um, shooting and self-producing content while traveling around the world, become fluent in five languages. (laughs) Now you're a travel host on Netflix's uh, world's most amazing vacation rentals. Is that right? Netflix's? Yeah. Netflix. <laughs> That's a weird, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Like, comma, apostrophe. That's like, comma, right. apost- what is it? Netflix is. Right. <laughs> so, world's most amazing vacation rentals on Netflix. So, you're Perfect. a busy woman. But no matter what you have going on, I love that you make time to journal. And that's what Alexis and I want to do. So, I wanted to ask you. Um, what does journaling mean to you and why is it a priority? How much time we got? Because I could I really talk about this all day. So I guess let me go back in time because journaling to me, it's not something that I just picked up because it was a craze. It It is definitely like a way that I live my life and it's been for 15 plus years. And it's something mm-hmm. it's like any habit that you have. You don't even realize that it's a habit until you take a moment and you're like, dang, I've been doing this for 15 years. Right. And it wasn't until like I had always been doing it behind the scenes, I never publicized that I journaled, that I wrote. It was just a way I processed experiences or a way that I saved all of the memories, the, you know, where I put all the funny things that happened on my trips on paper with the date so I could look back and relive it. Mm -hmm. So there were so many different reasons. But then when I took a step back and I'm like, what, what is it? Like, why is this the one thing that I can't stop doing no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm barely sleeping or I'm shooting 12, 15 hours a day, or I'm up all night editing, I still make time to do this. And it hit me that it's journaling. I mean, it's, it's a way of life as cheesy and Mm -hmm. extreme as that sounds, but I think writers, it's like, you have no choice, but to write. And so I started publicizing the fact that I that I journal and it happened kind of by accident. I started posting pictures of my journals during the pandemic, during the lockdown. Again, this is something I've always done, but I never put it online. And at this point, it's like hundreds and thousands of people are following my Instagram daily for random things, whether it's like travel videos or language content. The last thing they're expecting is to see a page of a journal. And it's not a pretty journal either. Like, you know, those videos on the Internet where it's like Mm -hmm. the bullet journal and it's people are illustrators in, in their journals like that is not my journal. My journal is messy. I write in all 
all caps. So it's like almost aggressive. Like the, the text is screaming at you. And after I posted a picture on my stories randomly during the pandemic, because I had nothing else going on, I wasn't shooting the show, wasn't sure when we'd shoot the show. I started looking at the DMs and people were like, Joe, your writing is great. This is super cool. Like, where are you coming up with these prompts? And I'm like, I'm not like I'm, I'm coming up with them myself. I'm not getting them from anywhere. Mm -hmm. And, and then I started talking more about writing and journaling. And then they were like, why don't you start a 30 day journal challenge? And I'm like, easy. I've been doing this for 15 years. 30 days is no, no problem. And what I saw was this ridiculously beautiful movement taking place all over the world of every day I would wake up. And this was during lockdown. Like everybody was super depressed very uncertain you know like this is the time where journaling it's not only like something to do but it's mental health it's protection it's therapy it is therapy and like mm -hmm. i've never actually gone to therapy but turns out most therapists recommend journaling and i'm like that's probably why mm -hmm. i've never gone to a therapist not that i don't think anybody should like i think everybody should but it's been the thing that's kept me sane. it's helped you yeah exactly so i started this 30-day journal challenge just on my instagram stories so i would wake up think of a question i would put the question in my journal post it on my stories and post my entry from the day before. So this went on for 30 days and people all over the world were sending pictures of their journals with mm -hmm. hashtag 30 day journal challenge, hashtag Joe's journal. And I'm like, what? And then they were like, Joe, let's make it a 60 day challenge. And I'm like, no problem. So we turned it into a 60 day challenge. And then they were like, okay, we can't end this now. Let's do it a 90 day challenge. And I'm like, all right, cool. So we literally journaled together for 90 days. And this is when I realized that this wasn't just something that I enjoyed, but this is something I could do with the world, which is when I started Joe Club, which is an Instagram account with more than 700 prompts for free daily and also a membership program where I started hosting two journal sessions a month. So like this is all happening while I'm shooting Netflix show. I'm literally mm -hmm. on shoots six days a week. And on the seventh day, Sunday is my rest day. I'm hosting these live journal sessions because I love it. And it's like, you have to really love something. Everyone's coming together with their their innermost thoughts and feelings. And the internet is great because it adds some anonymity. So you can kind of, um, in a good way, hide behind that screen and pour out your heart without judgment. I love that. But let me back you up. Um, you mentioned how um, you'll you'll use your journal to kind of capsulize a moment in time for you. I think a lot of us, find that journal from when we were 15. I recently found the journal from when I moved out on my own and it is so emo. It is so cute. <laughs> but I read it and I was instantly there. Alexis talks about a friend who journals while she travels. And then when she revisits it, it's like she's there again. I want to do that. What tips do you have for people to really um, capsulize the good things about their life so that they can go back and remember that when times get hard? I love that. Yeah. Like highlighting the, the good parts is really essential because a lot of people only go to journals when things are really dark and sad. And so what happens is when they reread, they don't even like what they're reading. A lot of people don't even reread their journals because they're just like, I don't want to be depressed again, which is why mm -hmm. having this counterbalance, it's almost like you have to actively think about this. So even if you're not traveling, something that I always recommend to do is make lists of things that I want to remember. So this is something I've done for ages. Now I just kind of coined the term. So like right now, it doesn't matter what stage of life you're in, write about all the things that you want to remember. And it could be some challenging things too, but most of the things that you're going to want to remember are the good things. So whenever I'm on a trip, that's kind of how it started. First, I started doing long form, which is time consuming. Not everybody's going to have five hours. Like I will spend a day at a cafe writing when I'm on my trips. It's almost like this is my writing day. And it's part of the experience. Like when I travel, I make writing a part of my trips. Like at night, I love solo travel. And I think journaling is a great companion with solo travel, especially as a woman. There's nothing more mysterious and like alluring than a woman alone in a restaurant or bar writing. Why and are you trying to be mysterious and alluring <laughs> while you're traveling alone? That I'm makes me trying. nervous. I'm not trying, but it just happens. And then what <laughs> happens is like the most interesting people come up to me. And then mm -hmm. it creates a new story worth writing about. So it's this like really beautiful chain of events. So 
as far as like getting started and writing down the good things, I would start with lists if you're struggling to kind of get all the words out. And then something else that's really fun, especially when you're traveling, is getting a postcard everywhere you go. So I've done this for the past decade and I have a stack like this big of postcards to myself. So I address it to me, myself and I. Mm -hmm. And the postcard is small enough that it's digestible, right? Like this is less than a paragraph and all you need to do is write down your highlights the funny memories the jokes that came out of the trip who you were with you know like highlights bullets Mm -hmm. and then when you get really hardcore then you could get a journal and make it a point to write at least a page a day I love that I love that because journaling through um traumatic experiences or reliving trauma is real and no one wants to do that. But would you suggest maybe even um, because Alexis and I have been trying to get started with habitually keeping a journal and that's the hardest for us to get in the routine. But I could see just writing down at the end of the the day, five things I'm grateful for. Um, And then going back over that. I love that idea. So there's so many ways to get started. Where am I? Let me get my journals. Hold on. on. This whole, there's a whole section of my library. That's just journals. (laughs) Uh, Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Perfect. One line a day is a brilliant way to get started. So this is a five-year one line a day. And I've done this for over two years now. So like you could see this two year by year comparison and I put tickets, like I put my plane tickets in here and it's just like a really cool way to have a tiny section that you need Mm -hmm. to write in. So it's not as overwhelming. I think that's a really great habit. And what are Um, you writing in that section personally? Writing highlights of what happened, similar to what the postcard concept is. But the thing that I want to stress when you're thinking about journaling or any habit for that matter, the beauty it's in the long term, like for instance, running, right? I love running long distances because it's something that anybody can do. Like maybe you might have body aches and things like that, which could prevent you from doing that. But my philosophy with running is like, if you can walk, you can run. And if you build up the endurance, it doesn't matter if you're the fastest person. It doesn't matter if you're the best writer. It just you just need to write. Right. And then after mm-hmm. 30 days, you're going to have 30 pages or 30 paragraphs. That's the magic in journaling. So whenever I start getting lazy, I remember that my future self will be so upset if there are gaps in that journal. Like I will be pissed off if I don't take Mm -hmm. time to write about what's going on now, because when you write, especially Mm -hmm. when you're journaling, it's like a receipt for your personal evolution. And when you accomplish or when you end up somewhere you never thought you'd be, you can literally flip back and be like, of course I'm here. Of course I'm Mm -hmm. here because I've been working towards this. And I see this in my Mm -hmm. book of receipts. There are a million reasons why it's really important to make it a habit. But I think just knowing that it's chewable, it's like page by page. You don't need to write 50 pages every day. You don't even need to write Mm -hmm. a page a day. It's just write a tiny paragraph a day and build up to it. And then maybe in 21 days, you're going to realize that this is now a form of expression for you that you can't stop doing. So Mm -hmm. it becomes a part of just, you know, how you experience life, which is what happened to me. I love that because we spend the entire day communicating with others. Journaling is a time to just communicate with ourselves and really see what our motivations are. And like you said, look back when we hit a milestone and see how we got there and feel encouraged to continue and hit another one. Um, So I love that. So how we're going to get started today, I am going to take, let's say 10 minutes, I'm going to be real, and just write down five things I am grateful for and then continuously do that. And hopefully I'll build up my endurance like a runner and be able to write more meaningful um, entries in the future. I love that, Joe. So tell us about Joe Club. How can Joe Club help us to become more thoughtful journaled, journal keepers? I know, right? I, I started writing just <laughs> journalers, which isn't really yeah, a journalers. word, but I, yeah. you know, I use that all the time. <laughs> One of the reasons why I started the Instagram account for Joe Club was one, so I wouldn't spam out my personal fees, but two, because (laughs) posting daily prompts on that page keeps people accountable. So Mm -hmm. it keeps people, you know, daily journaling. And one huge issue is always the consistency. But if you're seeing an Instagram post every single day, you're going to think, oh, shoot, did I journal today? And maybe Mm -hmm. you don't even have the time to journal. But with Joe Club, the prompts on the page, it's a moment of thought. I feel like Mm -hmm. introspection is so important. I love spending time alone. And it's a really, really powerful thing to do, especially it is. It's healing. It's like Mm -hmm. you tune everything out. You listen to what's really going on. And it's exactly what you said. Like the minute that pen touches paper for me, that's when my inner voice 
gets to tell me what's up. It's like, I don't actually know what I'm thinking and feeling until I start writing because what's worth the ink, like what is actually worth the ink, which is why I'm also a big advocate for paper and pen. I know a lot of people like digital writing, Mm -hmm. but I think that there's like a mind body connection that is finite. Like you, you can't write forever. You can't write about everything. So you really have to pick what is important enough. What is, what is deserving of the ink? Like all those stupid journals. Now that's another gem. You that's know, another gem. I love it's it. It's true because if you yeah. think about all Pen of those, those journals where you, you're you a teenager and you're writing about these boys that like didn't deserve the oh ink. My. Like yes. you got to earn the ink, honey. So anyways, <laughs> when it comes to that. how Joe Club can help everyone, we always ask thought provoking questions that you probably wouldn't have journaled about otherwise. So not only is it good to keep people on a daily habit because there are daily prompts every single day, but also it's like a way to get yourself out of your loop of thought and to Mm -hmm. expand what you not only write about, but think about and, and the things that action in your life. Like for instance, for Joe Club meetings, we'll do different themes. And one theme that I did was a zest for life. So I had to think of, of, of all the questions that I would propose to the members to write about. We do live journaling sessions. So it's really cool. It's like, it's almost like um, a workout class, but for journaling. So we did this Zest for Life session where the questions were like, unlocking the why, like what makes you feel alive? And it it was then that it hit me that I'm like, damn, when I learn a new language, that's when I feel the most alive. And that happened, that session happened two years ago. And this is when I started learning a new language. Like after that session, I took, I read it again. I read what I wrote and I'm like, why have I not been doing this? If clearly this is what's giving me zest for life. So it's in moments like that, where it's not just writing to me, it's like a way that my life can improve. And I'm a very digital girl. I do keep a Reflectly app. They are not paying us, but um, Reflectly is like a journaling app. It is a journaling app, but you pay for it. Um, So I like the idea of it traveling everywhere with you. But there's something about pen to paper that is very mm, it touches. Like you said, is it worth the ink? It's what really matters to you when you're writing it out. But I will say maybe create a Fensta and get those free prompts from Joe Club Instagram <laughs> and just keep on your Finsta your inner thoughts um, with a screenshot of Joe's free prompts because a free um, prompt journal session is not normal, especially from an expert. Usually you pay for those. Um, so that's that's a great tip. That's a great gift um, that you're giving to the Instagram community. Thanks. I love that, Joe. Well, thank you again for your time. I feel like now I can start journaling with purpose and not make it such a big deal. Just do it. I like the analogy of a runner. Um, I run also. And when you think about how hard it was to get to, you know, 3.2 miles in the beginning, um, but how that's just a piece of cake a years later, that's how journaling is going to be for <laughs> For me. Totally. So and make it fun. Like make it fun. Enjoy yourself. That's my favorite part mm-hmm. about journaling. I'm like, damn, I'd be friends with this chick. She's cool. It's like just lo- it's a self-love activity. Yeah. And it's me. It's me. It's I me. love her. I love that girl. I love She's that. dope. <laughs> I love that. Well, before we go, I want to talk about other things you're into. I love your podcast, not your average Joe. Each episode is full of actionable tips to improve financial health, which I'm really into these days, um, learning new skills and just uh, move with intention in every aspect of life, which we're really big about right now. Um, so tell us more about Not Your Average Joe. Uh, what day do you publish and what's that podcast about to you? Because each um, tackles like a really heavy subject. They're all different subjects. You just published one about the metaverse, which is very exciting. Tell me what Not Your Average Joe is about. Thank you for knowing so much about it. I'm really like, I love it. So I started Night Your Average Joe. I actually had wanted to make a podcast for two years and life happened and I started shooting the Netflix show. And then I started questioning, like, do people even care about podcasts? Like, would people even watch listen to my podcast? And right now it's audio only, which is really big because Mm -hmm. I've been in the video world forever for 10 years. But there was something about it that I really wanted, like this intimacy. It almost feels like with podcasts, I can be realer. And somebody actually DM'd me today and sent me this message that I was like, dang, this is why I'm going to keep doing this podcast. The goal of the podcast, the catchphrase is, welcome to Not Your Average Joe, the podcast that'll make anyone a little less average, right? And this is a research project for me. Like, I just want to meet these interesting people and level up in all ways. So it's almost like I'm learning... And I'm interviewing these guests that are not only teaching me, but like making me reflect on different topics. 
in all areas of life. So it's not just one thing. So I, and it's always usually things that I'm interested in. So I talk about language. And I want to be clear. You're, you're very knowledgeable on many subjects, but you you are so humble on your show. You're bringing on experts who are living um, the life in whatever uh, genre you're discussing and getting their ideas. And it's it's good stuff. It's not like I don't know if you're on Clubhouse <laughs> tangential, but um, you can. It's so many people claiming to be an expert. You like I just wasted 45 minutes of my life and I can't use any of this. Your podcast is brief enough and like rich enough where every episode I'm getting something useful out of it. So you're on there. You're awesome. And you also bring on experts who share their expertise. I want to make that clear. And sometimes it might not even be experts. So, you know, like sometimes it might be a friend who did something beautiful that I admire. Like my friend Misako, she moved to Mexico. And I'm like, this is relatable because so many people want to pick up everything and just move to a new country. And she's a dear friend of mine. So it's in conversations like that. Or I had uh, an episode with my sister, not an expert, but it's like we talked about sister dynamics and sibling rivalry. And it's like these things that touch on everyday life and how can we be more intentional is is really the truth but i got this comment i need to read it i need to read it again because okay. it is a good one I'm like, damn <laughs> this is a good one so this person says I've been watching all of your content since the early days of Shut Up and Go. And since then, just continue to watch you grow. I was genuinely so proud when I saw that you were starring in the world's most amazing vacation rentals, as I knew how much you wanted to be on TV one day. But where I feel like I really just have been in awe is listening to your podcast. Thursday is not my favorite morning because I know you have released a new episode. Every week is awesome. The people who chat, who you chat with are just as inspiring as you are. And I'm like, oh, my God. So people are listening. I love that. I love that comment. It's so true. It's really cool. I've enjoyed podcasting. And it's also really a great way to connect with people like you. You know, like if we weren't in the podcast world, we might have never met. And to me, that's special because when you do something like I've met video, so many amazing people. Yeah. Like having created videos on YouTube, I don't get the same conversations. It's just a little mm -hmm. bit more surface level. You could make YouTube videos with experts, but I just feel like podcasting, it is rich. And my goal is to have everybody walk away with tangible takeaways because time is the one thing that we can't get back. And if somebody's spending 45, 50 minutes with me every Wednesday, that's when I launch episodes. I want to make it <laughs> worth their time. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. So I want y'all to listen to Not Your Average Joe on Wednesday and then go on over to listen to List Society on Thursday. We got you midweek. You need that midweek pickup. You really That's do. That's real. It's a Wednesday. Yeah, home, we'll Thursday get you to home. Friday. We're like the That's surfboard right. guiding you into the weekend. It's really true. That's right. That's right. So what books are you reading? This is a literature podcast. Tell me what you love. What book, first of all, do you always find yourself recommending to people? Oh man, there's so many. I have the craziest palette for books. Um, right now, let's see what I'm reading right now. 48 Laws of Power, which is a like hardcore, really good one. It was banned in prisons. I had no idea. Somebody gifted to okay. me. They don't want you powerful in prison. <laughs> Literally. No, but it's really I don't know cool if you've heard. <laughs> because historic, they're like historic references. I'm a big time nerd there. Uh, something else that I love reading is books about writing. So I just read A Swim in the Pond in the Rain. And that's such a specific book. It's by George Saunders and it's dissecting Russian literature from like the 1800s, mm -hmm. early 1900s. But it's talking about how to craft short stories. And he was a professor, but he's basically teaching in a witty way. And I'm like, dang, I just read this like multiple hundred page book about Russian literature. And I was like super into that. So do you think it made you a better writer? I just think it made me read like a writer. Okay. And, and that's, I think, a specific skill. I've written my whole life, but now I'm really getting into like writing books and I've read enough books to know like, okay, there's an art to this. I think you can mm -hmm. read like a reader or you could read like a writer. And sometimes I get into reading like a reader, but then other times I'm dissecting what's happening and how the writer is actually crafting the story. And this is the book, mm -hmm. one of the several books that will teach you that. Uh, give me the title again, because I'm obsessed with Tolstoy. I think I'll love this. Yeah. This you, oh my God, you would love it. It's called A Swim in the Pond, A Swim in the in a pond in the rain. That's what it's called. A swim in the pond in the rain. It's like super specific. <laughs> but you'd love it. And it, the title itself is like a story. I, I know. That. It's really good. And then another really good one about writing is uh, Bird by Bird by Anne uh, Lamott. It's it's just talking about almost similar concept as journaling. It's like you don't need to be the best writer in the world. You just need to write a page by page. 
like literally page by page by page. That's how you're going to end up with a book. And Mm. this is what I tell everybody, like with journaling page by page by page, you'll end up writing the the book of your of your life or the books of your life of your Mm. life. Multiple lives is another story. Yeah, (laughs) that's part of metaphors. But yeah, the books of the book of your life. Mm. Yeah, it's so good. Let Mm. me see what else. What book do I always recommend? Man, it depends what I'm talking to. You know, you got to know your audience. (laughs) I can't just be out here like copy paste. Well, you've given us some great ones. And as a writer, I'm seriously going to read these. Um, The the, uh, swimming in the pond and the rain and the seas. I'm reading that this week. So thank you. I appreciate it. I've already looked it up. One last one before... Uh, we get off this, the science of storytelling is really, really, really good by Will Storr. So same thing. It's a book for authors or like writers. And it's talking about the scientific neural kind of connections in our brains and why storytelling is so innately human and how to craft better stories that appeal to how the brain functions and how like of all the species, I'm a nerd. Can you tell how all the species no, I love this. on, uh, you know, we're all animals but the human species just was born with this innate power of storytelling and Mm -hmm. why is mystery so popular right it's because of how our brain works it's always looking for the missing piece like so it's really cool it's scientific but it's really powerful for authors and writers to tell better stories and to leave people always wanting more i love that well thank you again joe i know you're off to another destination right now. So (laughs) thank you for making time to chat with us and we'll see you again soon. Hopefully we can talk again about solo travel. I want you guys on my podcast. We need some solid book recommendations. Great, It's happening. (laughs) Thank you. Great. All right. We'll see you later. Talk to you soon. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. (laughs) That was great. Right. I loved hearing that. The tips she gave were really mm-hmm. helpful. Maybe it really isn't for me, but maybe it's that one piece that's going to help me reach some of my goals a lot, um, a lot, reach them, period, full stop, yeah. reach them. Reach them, <laughs> so, period. And, you know, I'm just realizing we didn't take a break this episode. So you want to take a quick break and then we'll get into the final part of our conversation today. I'd love it. Let's do that. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Can you think of any books we've read or will be reading that features someone journaling, writing down their thoughts and feelings? Yeah, the (laughs) one that stands out to me is a a favorite in my um, life, and that is The Diary of a Young Girl, Anne Frank. Of course, yeah. Yeah, that's the one that always stands out to me. Other than that... um, well, she was like an expert journalist because not only did she talk about how much she disliked her mother or loved her mother or hated her sister or loved her sister. Very regular emotions, especially for a teenage girl. She looking at her roommate, on that, her roommate and her roommate. <laughs> we feel like we're there with her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that child was exceptional. She she was a great journal journaler, if that's a word. And. It really made sense the way she used it and how has it benefited people for years now? Not that mm-hmm. anyone will be reading, you know, my journal, but um, I could read it perhaps and learn from it. Can you imagine Anne looking back on her journal and laughing like with her mom <laughs> or her sister? Like, Remember, I hated you mom, this day. I was really hating you. I really hated you here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's an opportunity she was robbed of, but um, Mm -hmm. that would have been beautiful. Yeah, Um, one book that came to mind for me was uh, The Silent Patient, (laughs) which we also feature. And that journaling is wild because if somebody break in my house and I think they're going to kill me, I'm not writing it down. And it's a few books like that where it's like someone's in the house and you're like, wait. Are you writing this in your journal? Listen, (laughs) no, it's a process. You write it down after you have the experience. Yeah, but you don't write. It's someone in the house. You write. He was in the house. I had to mollywop him. And that's that on that. 
That's know. the same thing. It's <laughs> the same thing. Because you write it like you're actually there and you're writing it for um, somebody to share. Like the police. <laughs> the police, okay. Kyrie. You're writing it for the police. Didn't we talk about that? We journal uh, for the police. Perhaps. Right. So, um, and then She Was Gone by Lisa Jewell also utilizes journaling in a way that is very interesting. We'll talk about it when we read that book. All right. So lastly, to close out this first episode of the season... What, what books are we reading this month that you're excited to get into? I've already told you um, His Only Wife is one book I'm excited to talk about. What about you? That I'm excited to talk about? <laughs> I can't wait to get your thoughts on The Other Black Girl. Okay. I was watching um, some video commentary <laughs> about this book. I've, I've, heard, I've listened to podcasts featuring this book and watched some uh, things on YouTube. And um, I love the way people from other countries that I've seen have received this book. Like, why is this? Why are Black Americans like this? Why are we uh, writing and reading books in the uh, you know under the gaze of uh, the the white gaze? You know what I mean? Like, why is everything you do in life motivated by the race issue? Mm. And so we'll talk about that, which that's not true. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to discuss that book. I can tell you for sure that anytime someone says always, it's not true. true. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're right about that. And you're always right. So, um, (laughs) Anything else you want to bring up, talk about, get into? I would like to um, say that I'm excited to be back for another season. I look forward to the book selections ahead. I... I think we got some ideas this year that hopefully we'll be able to engage our audience, our listeners, our readers a little bit more. And I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, well put. Now, uh, we have some changes coming up to both our shop and to our show that are really exciting. It's showing the growth of our our, our company, you know. Yeah, me and exciting. You. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> Speaking of which, if you love this um, Budweiser Books Tea, and it's part do. of our bootleg collection, and you can get that at LitSocietyPodShop.com. All right, listeners, well, thank you for listening to the first episode of Season Three. Uh, thank you for listening. Lit Society is brought to you by Alexis Anaria and Kari Herrera. That's us. Support the cause by leaving a five-star review for our show on Apple Podcasts along with a comment (laughs) about why you love us. And leave a five-star review on Spotify too, please. If you've enjoyed what you just heard, tell a friend about Lit Society. Visit LitSocietyPod.com for show notes, this month's book list, and to sign up for our amazing email newsletter. Also, footnote, this year we're dedicated to a giveaway each month, and that's exclusively for those on our email newsletter list. So we won't spam you. Go over there to litsocietypod.com and sign up for that email newsletter so you can get free stuff. And until next time, y'all, read something.